so excited. I'll get like my frozen pizza that I want, all the junk food that I'm not allowed to have. Like I get so excited and then I pick what I'm going to watch on TV. I'm so pumped and it's awesome for like 30 minutes. And then I'm like, oh, this is really lonely and sad. I look forward to it and then I end up not liking it at all. So anyway, um, he wishes for his family to go away and then it actually, it actually happens, right? They, they leave him accidentally, and now he is home alone, and that can be scary to be alone or to feel that you're alone. And this kid is only eight, and you know what he has in his basement? He has a furnace in his basement that is terrifying. Anybody have something they were terrified as a kid? Maybe it was a painting or a, um, a ceramic doll, right? It could be something. Everybody, everybody's parents had some weird antique that was terrifying, I know they did. Michael McKibben probably has tons of terrifying things in his house right now. So um, here's my question. Is Kevin able to overcome this fear? What do you think? And, and here's a question. As adults, we sometimes overcome one fear, but then still have others. Are we able to overcome those? Let's see what happens with Kevin in the furnace. If we can get that clip and see what happens. me the whole month of December, all right? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's the opposite of peace, isn't it? Um, so he gets over his fear of the furnace in the basement, but uh, what about the creepy old man, old man Marley, right? His brother told him that this guy, like, killed people. He's scary, right? You always believe what your brother tells you. That's a whole nother lesson in itself. So uh, my first point, I'm going to make four points about peace and this movie, right? Four points of peace um, in the Home Alone movie. First thing I wanted to point out is just the idea of Home Alone, right? Home Alone. Because sometimes we feel like we're handling things all by ourselves. Uh, Matthew 1, 22 through 23 says this. Now all of this took place so that the Lord had spoken through the prophet would be fulfilled. Look, a virgin will become pregnant and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel. Emmanuel means... God with us. God with us. God is always with us, and that's an awesome thing. As, as believers in Christ, we are never alone. We're never alone. We might feel it sometimes, but we are truly never alone. Um, and, and then when we're part of the family of Christ, look around, right? And I know some of us are oddballs or whatever, but you're never truly alone. You're part of the family of Christ. You have family here. You, you belong. Uh, and, and we see this never being alone. Even in the Old Testament, we see these passages. In Genesis 28, 15, it says this, Behold, I am with you and will keep you wherever you go, and I will bring you back to this land, for I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised you. In Exodus 33:14, the people, 
of Israel again, and he said, my presence shall go with you, and I will give you rest. In the Psalms 46-7, the Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our stronghold. In Leviticus, the people of Israel are reminded again, moreover, I will make my dwelling among you, and my soul will not reject you. I will also walk among you and be your God, and you shall be my people. As followers of Christ, we are never alone. We don't have to face our fears alone. We don't have to face old man Marley alone, our furnace. Whatever it is, whatever our fears are, we're never alone. We don't have to handle it alone. Another one I think of is, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil. Your rod and your staff, they protect me. Preacher Sam over there, he recently spoke at Mosaic, our service on Tuesday nights, and he was talking about fear, and he said, there's 365 scriptures, and then he said, around that, he said, there's nobody really knows for sure. So you know what I did? I was like, I just got to see. I'm going to test Pastor Sam. So I went on Google, and I was trying to see, is there exactly 365? And I did this for about an hour and a half. You know how many I found out there are? I still don't know, because everybody was arguing about Greek this, Greek that, and what does that word mean? And you know what, Preacher Sam, you know how many there are? A whole bunch. I don't know. Is it 400? I couldn't figure out. I could not get an exact number for any, from anybody, but they'll all argue about it. But here's the theological truth to it. There's a ton of scriptures, a ton of scriptures that say, fear not. Fear not, right? We're not alone, and fear not. God is with us. God is among us. God is caring for us. God is loving us. Um, now, this eight-year-old, um, he must be scared, right? Because first off, we said he was alone, and we know we're never alone, right? And then also, he's ordinary. He can't defend his home. He's too young. He's not qualified, right? So the first thing that gives me to not have peace sometimes is that fear of being alone or handling something by myself. The second one that causes me to not have peace is this. Um, The fear of feeling ordinary or that I can't handle this, right? I'm not qualified. Now, Kevin McAllister, he's going to have to fight the wet bandits, the burglars. They're going to be here in a little bit, by the way. He's going to have to fight them on, you know, with just himself there in the house. Um, and, and, And not only does he do that, he has to face old man Marley. He has to order a pizza all by himself. Do you know what he says to the pizza man? On the, on the TV when he presses it? Keep the, change. Keep the change, you filthy animal. That's right. That was our <laughs> trivia question. Thank you. Um, so sometimes the thing that causes us fear or chaos is just not feeling qualified, feeling uh, that you're not trained to handle what you're going to be doing. And throughout the Christmas story, we see that several times. People that were not technically qualified. They didn't feel fit for the job at hand. Here's Luke 1, 13 through 20, and this is about Zechariah, all right? This is going to be the dad of John the Baptist. The angel said, don't be afraid, Zechariah. Your prayers have been heard. Your wife, Elizabeth, will give birth to your son, and you must name him John. He will be a joy and delight to you, and many people will rejoice at his birth. So Zechariah is soon to be the father of John the Baptist. That's something to be scared of, right? That's a big task. And the other fears he might have, he's really old, right? He feels that he's too old to do this. Um, It seems unbelievable. The importance of having somebody with such significance as your son, he's going to be preparing the way of Christ. This is a lot, right? Zechariah probably doesn't feel qualified for what's at hand. And then here's another person. Uh, Luke 1.30, the angel said, 
don't be afraid, Mary. God is honoring you. God is honoring you. Mary would have felt underqualified as well. Mary could have been afraid. Again, an angel's talking to her. She's ordinary from a small town, right? People didn't really think highly of Nazareth to begin with. And people didn't really respect women too well back then either, right? And now she's going to be the mother of Jesus, right? She's not going to feel that she's qualified um, for this task, for this job at hand. Matthew 1.20, this is Joseph. And he was thinking about this. An angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife because the child she carries was conceived by the Holy Spirit. So here again in this Christmas story, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. What would Joseph have to be scared of? Everything, right? He doesn't feel qualified. He doesn't feel qualified. And what are people going to say if I take Mary to be my wife and she's already pregnant? All these things, right? All these things. Luke 2, 10. This is the shepherds. The angel said, don't be afraid. Look, I bring good news to you. Wonderful, joyous news to all people. So here the shepherds hear this news again. Don't be afraid. And shepherds, they weren't qualified for this task to sped, spread the message that the Prince of Peace had come. The shepherds were like, they're the night shift workers, right? They're the people, they didn't just work night shift, they worked all shifts. And like out in the middle of nowhere, so they never knew what was going on in town. They wouldn't be invited to the parties. They work all the time, right? The religious people wouldn't have liked them much. They don't come to the, to the services, Nobody thought highly of the shepherds. And here they are given the task. Go see baby Jesus and spread this message. Right? Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. So the ordinary people, the underdogs, they are, they are equipped by God. So we, we can fear not that we are not alone, and we can fear not that God can equip us. God will use us, the underqualified, right? Because Kevin McAllister does not feel qualified for fighting off burglars. And here's the third thing, the fear not, the, the, the next thing that I want you to have peace about. Um, Kevin will have people attempting to rob his house, the wet bandits. They want to steal his peace. Do you have any enemies in your life trying to steal your peace? Don't raise your hand because they might be sitting next to you. But do you have anybody, anybody trying to steal your peace, Right? It could be people. I have things that try to steal my peace. Uh, my attitude, I procrastinate all the time. I have five papers due, like January 4th for school. Like, that's stealing my peace a little bit, right? That's my own fault. But we have things that steal peace. A toxic habit might steal your peace. But what is it that's stealing your peace? I think I need a new microphone. Is it cracking? A little?
Pray that you will help us lay down that thing. Pray that you will help us to work through it. Pray that you will guide us in that. So right now as we're praying, I just want you to think of something that is trying to rob your peace. And just, just hand that over to God. Messiah, Lord of all. 
Sorry. So, no, no, no. Hey. That's right. Did any? Did everybody get a blue ticket? Lord knows it's Jacob McKibben, that, that crazy cat. Brad, leave my sunglasses alone. <laughs> yeah. The sunglasses are not for a... <laughs> In a world... Blaze to reggae! 